0: Hey everybody, it's Mark. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of In the News. That's all the news for independent paint hardware and this episode, Lumber Retailers. Before I get started with some new news, I wanted to update my ongoing coverage of Sheryl williams and the company's current woes. If you read my blog recently, you might recall me mentioning Sherwin Williams' current debt load. Since writing that piece, I've read two additional pieces by financial analysts who cover the paint maker, and they concur that Sherwin Williams is at risk for having problems associated with too much debt, plus the ongoing problems in their stores the effective loss of market share, primarily to independent paint retailers, primarily to Benjamin Moore retailers. In addition to that, the problems that the paint maker has had in their consumer brands division. But one problem I did not report on was the troubles that Sherwin-Williams has been having selling paint at retail. Not in stores, I'm talking about through their big box stores and their large corporate retail clients. The company made clear in their earnings call that sales in Europe have been particularly bad, but here in the United States, they have not found much relief. The primary customer for Sherwin-Williams, and those are consumer brands products, in the United States being Lowe's. And so now we have some understanding of why Sherwin-Williams is struggling to sell paint at retail. Lowe's recently reported Second quarter financial results, and they were significantly lower than expecting, the company blaming a slowdown in DIY consumer spending for their flat sales. And sales were flat despite the fact that inflation for the basket of goods that Lowe's sells was in the 15% range for the first half of the year. And so those real sales decreases at Lowe's uh, in the sales to consumers category are showing up in Sheryl Williams' P&L statement. And speaking of P&L, it looks like Sherwin-Williams is stepping away from Pratt & Lambert and all their other brands that they sell to the independent channel. And it looks like they're doing it at the wrong time because as Lowe's uh, and Sherwin-Williams stores continue to struggle, the independent dealer channel continues uh, to expand. Ace That's the cooperative of independent hardware and paint stores announced that they opened their 105th paint store earlier this year and that there were 60 additional stores planned to be opened during the remainder of the year. That's after the co-op opened 188 new stores in 2021. Ace is adding 4.4 million additional square feet of distribution space across three sites in the United States, and that's to handle the additional volume as consumers continue to show their preference for the independent dealer. We remain enthusiastically bullish about the continued prospect for new store growth, said Ace Hardware President and CEO John Van Heusen. And all those ACE stores buy a lot of paint, by the way, it's not just hardware. Purchases of ACE branded paint are likely in excess of $500 million a year at this point. And all of that volume used to go to Sherwin-Williams, but recently, uh, less than three years ago, that was stolen away by Benjamin Moore and Dan Calkins. And while speaking of ACE, the cooperative reported sales for the first half of the year The 5,200 ACE stores in the United States recording revenue of $2.53 billion in the second quarter, that's a record their highest second quarter in history. Profits from those sales also rose to $125 million. That is also a record profit, meaning that when ACE hardware retailers get their rebate check this year, they can expect it to be sizable. Most of the growth in earnings and revenue for ACE has come from those new stores. Sales at the existing ACE locations have leveled off and are uh, just keeping up with the rate of inflation. But that's after six to eight quarters of just absolutely fantastic growth. So ACE continues to do extraordinarily well. Moving on, I try to stay away from the macroeconomic issues when I report. Uh, The topics are very broad, and I'm no economist, so drawing conclusions can sometimes be hard. But I do have a number of lumber dealers following along. And this news may have some implications for paint dealers as well. New home sales in July were down for the month. The seasonally adjusted number of housing starts down another 12.6%. The latest report also placing sales of new homes nearly 30% below the estimate, which was made just 12 months ago. According to the National Association of Home Builders, the latest report shows new home sales at the lowest level since January of 2016. The disappointing sales pace mirrors an ongoing decline in builder sentiment as elevated mortgage rates and higher construction costs are pushing more consumers out of the market. Particularly entry level buyers, said Jerry Conter. Jerry is the chairman of the National Association of Home Builders and a home builder himself from Savannah, Georgia. And Jerry may have a point about inflation. That same organization also reported that the price of new houses in the United States are up 20% since this same period just last year. The sharp drop in new home sales is another clear indicator that housing is in a recession said Danushka Skillington, and that's the association's assistant vice president for forecasting and analysis. The combination of higher prices and increased interest rates are generating a notable slowing in the housing market. And while some regions of the country did show slight improvements in July as compared to June, in all regions of the country, new home sales are significantly lower since this same period last year, In the Northeast, new home sales are down 37% year over year. In the Midwest, that number is 23%. In the Southeast, new home sales are down 29% as compared to last year. And in the West, an amazing 50% drop in new home sales as compared to July of 2021. But it's not just new homes that are struggling to find buyers The National Association of Realtors recently reporting that existing home sales fell 5.9% in July. That number, when seasonally adjusted and compared to year-over-year, places existing home sales down 20% for the same period in 2021. Now, new home sales are less of a point of interest for paint dealers. Most of that business, they let go to Sherwin-Williams or PPG. But still relevant, though, as some dealers do sell into the new homes market uh, through builders and their subcontractors. But the lower sales in existing homes is very concerning. Homes that get painted and prepared for the market, that's work that's done generally by residential repaint. And so it's likely to go at some point or some percentage of it is likely to come into the independent channel. And of course, each time a house sells, you're likely creating a new consumer for paints, at least in the short term. And so I do expect that this will have an impact on volume in your stores. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And if you're looking for somebody to blame uh, for the problems that they're seeing in the housing market, inflation and interest rates are the two things experts point to most frequently for the downturn in housing. In news about the environment, a lawsuit was filed recently Against both Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams, the lawsuits two of seven filed by the New Jersey Acting Attorney General Matthew Platkin and the state's Department of Environmental Protection Commissioner Sean LaTourette The state's complaint centers on a contaminated industrial property on Avenue P in Newark, New Jersey. That's near a Sharon williams and Benjamin Moore manufacturing sites. The lawsuit cited pollution in the soil and the groundwater, which was found to contain hazardous substances such as benzene, toluene, xylenes, arsenic, lead, mercury, and several chemicals that I know better than to try to pronounce here. The Newark site listed in the complaint was owned by a business which used it as an illegal dumping ground for hazardous wastes that it hauled away on behalf of. Sun Chemical Corporation, as well as Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. The pollutants cited in the complaint are believed to cause a wide range of human health problems, including cancers, reduced heart and lung function, central nervous system disorders, kidney problems, neurological disorders, and reproductive issues, including miscarriages, and birth defects, and higher levels of those types of health complications have been experienced by residents in proximity to the site for several decades. While Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams each bear financial responsibility for the site, which could be extensive, they are not accused of any criminal activity as part of this suit. Both companies are accused of using the same hazardous chemical transporter, who illegally dumped the material at the site after collecting it from Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Documents dating back to 1977 show that Sherwin-Williams used D&J trucking to dispose of more than 250 drums of waste pigment, alkyd resins, off-specification paint, and waste varnish. That same year, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection met with representatives from Benjamin Moore who confirmed that it disposed of 150 55-gallon drums of waste pigment and alkyd resin also using d trucking. Studies of the site in question have determined that those drums were illegally dumped at the site in Newark, New Jersey. And I want to be clear again because it's so important, particularly on an issue like this. This is a civil litigation uh, that involves responsibility for the site. Neither company is accused of knowingly dumping waste at that site. Whether they believe they were disposing of their waste legally or not, the two paintmakers are still going to be held responsible for the site's cleanup. And of course, after the state of New Jersey determines legal responsibility for cleanup, others affected by the waste site will then be able to begin civil litigation. Significant civil liability is expected for both companies. Moving on to specific paint news, the largest paint maker, Cheryl Williams, recently introduced three new lines to their HGTV home products, trying to regain some traction as the company's sales of architectural coatings at retail continue to struggle. All three products introduced, that's Everlast Exterior Paint and Primer, Infinity Interior Paint and Primer, as well as an interior and exterior door and trim paint, are all designed to compete in the super premium category with such products as Aura from Benjamin Moore. But also in the company's sights is the success Benjamin Moore has had with Scuff-X. The company calls its new interior infinity products the gold standard of interior paints for their abilities to resist scuff marks and stains, the can's label claiming one coat coverage in large font right on the front. Each of the coatings comes in a full range of finishes and can sizes and are available online at an HGTV paint store, which Sheryl Williams has created for this endeavor. The site and all the sales uh, that are handled online, all direct to Lowe's, the big box retailer, currently selling these super premium products for $65 a gallon. And finally, the North American Hardware and Paint Association has announced a two-day conference for retailers, wholesalers, industry service providers, and other channel partners. The two-day independence conference will be held August 2nd and 3rd of 2023, and that'll be happening in Dallas, Texas. The event will highlight the latest in retail technology, and focus on the solutions that independent home improvement retailers are using to improve their efficiency, their customer service, and their competitive advantage in the channel. Technology has been a critical area of growth for the independent channel over the last several years, and it remains a key opportunity, says the NHPA Chief Operating Officer, Dan Trottencheck Dan, a former guest on my show. We are excited to offer an event that focuses on real-world technology solutions and will bring retailers and industry groups together to learn from each other how to navigate in this space. The conference theme is putting technology to work for you and will feature breakout educational sessions, industry-leading speakers, and retail panel discussions. The event will also play host to two popular NHPA programs and that's the Young Retailer of the Year Award and the organization's yearly Top Gun Awards. In addition to the education, conference sessions, and networking opportunities, NHPA will also be inviting technology and service vendors to exhibit and meet with the attendees. The 2023 NHPA Independence Conference will serve as a gathering place for the entire industry, said organization president and chief executive officer, Bob Cutter. We've shared the highlights of this event with key leaders in the industry and have gotten overwhelming support for the concept. We've invited these leaders to join us next year in Dallas, and we encourage retailers, distributors, and other channel members of all stripes to take advantage of this gathering to enhance the benefits it will bring to the entire channel. This is an outstanding idea, in my opinion, and while my efforts to get into this space with the revolution e-commerce package that I was building ended up unsuccessful, the loss of time and money on the project has not dampened my enthusiasm or excitement for how technology can transform independent paint retailers. Websites and e-commerce sites are just the beginning as it relates to technology, as integrations between dealers, e-commerce sites, their point-of-sale systems, the coatings and sundries manufacturers and distributors they deal with, as well as shipping companies and other service providers create opportunities for remarkable efficiencies, making it possible to manage a paint store with far fewer people. Dan Trottencheck, if you're listening, I wanted to let you know that I have not received my invitation to attend or present at this event, and I am available on August 2nd and 3rd. And so, uh, Brian, if you want to put my email address and cell phone number on the screen, Dan, you know how to reach me. And so that's it for the news for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Mark Lipton. Like, subscribe, and Ryan just had my phone number up on the screen. Go ahead and reach out or send me an email and let me know what you want to hear about and I'll make sure to include it in my content.